Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we watch Sailor Moon. Gonna cut that intro to the quick. Oh, come this on. Week. No, 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 no. Because here's why. Here's why I'm keeping it fast. Oh, yeah. Why? Because we have been through some pretty rough stuff lately. It has ground us down, Jordan. Which mm-hmm. you, that's fair to say, right? The show, yeah, a lot of fucking horse. We have been left wondering. If we even like Sailor Moon. But we gotta. No, 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 we gotta. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, buddy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This episode? Yeah. Kinda rules. Whoa! Ooh. Except for the parts where it sucks real bad. <laughs> but there's still only two. There's only two parts where it sucks. The rest of the episode kinda rules. How vexing. So I'm excited, because I know, I know we have listeners out there that are like, why am I listening to these two grumpy jerks? You know what? Hey, okay. I, I challenge that <laughs> assertion. If you are out there listening, going, what is wrong with these guys? This season is great. Please write us a letter. No, no, no. nobody's out there going, this season is great. People okay. are out there going, these dudes are theatrically upset oh, at okay, this sure. season. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fair. Because we have to watch it. Listen, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> you could just go, let's skip to the good ones. I mean, that's true. <laughs> we we have sort of we have sort of been condemned to a hell of our own making mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm. point. We'll get through it. But yeah, we are gonna be watching episode 161 of Sailor Moon. Supers. Which again, kind of rules. And to help us do that, we invited a very special brand new guest to the show. Lauren Reyes is here. Lauren, welcome to Sailor Business. Thanks for having me. Of course, we are thrilled to have you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. As mentioning before, it's been a four-year process in the making, I think, at least for me. (laughs) Wait, so so, so yeah, you said you've been listening since the actual beginning of the show. How did you find us? I literally Googled Sailor Moon podcast, and I think your guys' webpage on Waxworks came up. That's amazing. Episode one, and I was starting my new day job in LA back, yeah, four years ago. And it was like ever since then, every episode, like I looked at your page religiously to make sure I was caught up every week. And it was like, what would get me through my workday? Wow. Yeah. That's so nice. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, until until now, I think um, I always look forward to every new episode that comes through. And I don't know if you've been to Los Angeles and we're driven through the traffic here, but it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely what keeps me laughing in my car, um, stuck in traffic of hours and on end and what I still listen to while I'm working. So thank you guys for making such a good show. Oh. So wait, so that means being on the show is going to make your week harder because you've already heard the show. <laughs> No, I, I don't know necessarily. But. You can do what I do, which is just listen back to your own podcast and be like, this is so good. <laughs> um, Jordan, I've talked about it more on my other podcast than this one, but you know, you know, I've got a, uh, you know, I've got the anxiety disorder. 
right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I have never been as frightened. I have never been as scared as I was riding as a passenger in a car in Los Angeles. <laughs> Why? Because it's terrifying. Because everybody drives at 80 miles an hour about six inches away from the car in front of them. Oh, yeah. It's, it sucks. I hate it. I, I moved here from New York City where I didn't have to drive. Right. I still am not used to it. It's just like the one thing I really hate about this city, to be quite honest with you. I've only been to LA like twice, but my experience wasn't scary. It was more just like awful in the sense of traffic doesn't move very fast at all. People don't know how to drive. Yeah. Mine, look, I, I was never caught like in the gridlock, okay. but I was driving from uh, downtown LA, from the Staples Center. I was riding. Uh, it was... Uh, my friend, former co-worker, DC Comics editor, uh, Andy Corey, uh-huh. was giving me a ride. And I it was either him or Matt Diggs, a, a an artist uh, that I have collaborated with who is fantastic, and everybody should check him out on Twitter. Uh, one of them was giving me a ride. I, I rode to Roscoe's, because of course. Mm-hmm. And I rode to the In-N-Out Burger on Hollywood Boulevard. Of course. And those were the two most terrifying car trips of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. It's like to get even five miles somewhere, it's like it takes like a half an hour. I, don't, I never I still don't get it. But the podcasts are what keeps keep it more, I would think, sane to the, for the most part. So that's kind of what I have to do to eat up the time. Now, did you try out any other Sailor Moon podcasts or did you hear these two golden voices <laughs> and go, yes, that's it? No, I just heard these two and I was like, this is it. I'm good. <laughs> like. Two guys talking about Sailor Moon episode by episode. This is fantastic. So I just <laughs> went with it. Can't wait to hear these opinions of these two straight white dudes. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. And that was when Crystal was coming out too. Mm-hmm. So I was just overloaded with all of this new Sailor Moon stuff. And it was like, for me, it was like the best thing. It was like that summer, I think. So, you know, I was having so much fun just like indulging in all of this new Sailor Moon stuff that was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that really was right when we started that's amazing because we started like they started airing uh on hulu yeah the original sailor moon to go ar- along with crystal mm-hmm. and we started that like late that summer that fall yeah for sure that's when i started my first job too so it was kind of like a good transition sort of period for me so aside from us being great which <laughs> is what we could talk about for the next hour and a half i mean do we have to stop uh, look, we'll do an extended cut. Okay. Next next chibi episode. How good is Sailor Business? Next chibi episode. Oh. And then Jordan said that thing, but then Chris said a funny thing. Mm, wow. So yeah, I was a little mean. I apologize. Go on. Lauren, what is your history with Sailor Moon? My history, I think it's, you know, it's very similar to a lot of other people. I'm sure you've heard this story before, but I, like back in the 90s, woke up early one morning and turned on the TV. And then I saw Sailor Moon airing on, I distinctively remember it being the USA Network, like around 6.30. It was like right after this Gargoyles cartoon. But anyway, it was like an Alan and Anne episode um, that just was randomly playing. And at the time I was like, what is this? I don't even know why I was up at 6.30. I never, I'm not an early, an early riser, but I just happened to wake up that one day. And ever since then, I was sort of hooked up until like they stopped airing it on TV. And at that point, I was like trying every, every means to like, get my hands on like the next episode or just like just just new Sailor Moon. 
at that point. So I think that was like 96 or 97. <laughs> and it's, so it's been a really long, like sort of love affair for me. Um, it's always Sailor Moon for me. It's always been like entering into, as I mentioned, like very transitional points of my life. Like, so when I was in grade school, I got introduced to this and I started drawing because of it. And that's sort of like what really led me onto my career path and to what I do now. Um, and then I kind of just like kept this sort of thing growing. I was always into so like the arts and animation and whatnot. And at that time, it was really just like Nickelodeon cartoons, right? And Cartoon Network and, um, you know, superhero cartoons here and there. But when I saw Sailor Moon, it was kind of like this door open. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's like it felt very much more sophisticated than like your next door cartoon. And it was like very much more familiar. It was in a sense, it had a very Asian feel. And that's kind of like my upbringing. So I was kind of like, you know, I, I really like this. I resonate more with this person and this girl than like, you know, the other cartoons. And I was just obsessed. So that kind of like went on for a while. And then I, you know, was watching the deep dub up until it stopped, I think, on Cartoon Network. So that was kind of like in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. early 2000s and kind of just like waited around to see like when it would be brought back to syndication and it was just funny because um at the time you know I always say like kids have it so easy nowadays and I'm sure it's been mentioned before but you know we now it's like it's so accessible for anybody to find an episode of anything but before it's like you had to wait around and like had a, you didn't really know what was going on like all the episodes were sort of jumbled the only way I would get Sailor Moon back then was like going to the Toys R Us, like down the street and finding all like all the random VHS tapes, like the really popular ones, like Crystal Clear Destiny and like sure, sure. All, the, all like the more heater episodes. But then like, I remember one time I went to the Philippines with my family and I was just watching TV and over there, um, anime is a lot more predominant because of just the region of where it is. And I remember watch all of a sudden an episode of Sailor Moon S came on hmm. and this was like nowhere near like at that time I was like what the heck what is this so I was like glued to the tv like just staying in because they were showing like all of these uncut unedited episodes like with the actual original music and like it was dubbed in Filipino but I was like so excited and then that sort of just keep, kept fueling like the fire like I had for and my love for this show you know, and then I went to high school and then that's when um, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon came out. So at that point, like the show was for me, the anime was like sort of over, but then this new show came on. So I started watching that and that sort of like ate up two years of my life, like in high school, because it was like actually really good or sort of good at that time to take that face value. And yeah, so it's been like that. Um, and again, I guess like when I think about it, like when I fast forward through periods of my life in college and in whatnot. I went to school, again, as I mentioned, in New York City, and I was on my own for the first time. So it was kind of like in a weird spot. And then I thought, you know, what comforts me usually is actually watching this show. So I was able to find like a torrent for all 200 episodes. And I think I just binge watched like while I was studying and like staying up super late. And that was something that sort of gave me comfort. And then fast forward again to like the next five years when I graduated and what, and so that sort of thing, I would watch it again just because like I was looking for a job and like it was the recession at the time so it was kind of like you know there's nothing really going on like let me just watch something that's familiar and then again like I like I was mentioning I moved to LA like four years ago from New York and then that was when all of a sudden Crystal came out and then there's like all this this new wave of Sailor Moon again so it's like it's never really left me um it's been like this just this ongoing thing up until now I think 
that's sort of my history. It's a very like long process, I think. It's like I don't think it's ever gonna go away. So you mentioned that it led you to to what you do now. So what is that? So I'm an interior designer. I have my own business out here. It is a little different than what I've mentioned, but it's very it's a lot more creative than people think. I do get to draw and I do get to like be very, you know, methodical and thoughtful about like spaces and whatnot. So that was sort of my when when I was younger, I was literally copying copying cell for cell, like printing out all of these images of Sailor Moon and just like literally drawing it and copying it. And at the point at that time, like being a third grade, fourth grader was really good, I think, for that age. And that sort of just like grew from there. Um, and I like expanded upon that. But um, as I got into you know high school and college and you know whatnot, I was really able to uh, refine my technique, and I chose a profession where I was able to combine art with something that could feed me. <laughs> so I was like, you know, that's kind of like what I do now. Uh, okay, two things. <laughs> One, there is right now nothing I want more than to do a chibi so where we just go through every background and every <laughs> room and get you to evaluate them. Yes. Oh my God, it's so good. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I want to know is how many houses have you filled with blankets that have bunnies and stars on them? Not nearly enough, but... I have a niece that was just born, so I could definitely do her room. That's <laughs> coming up soon with a lot of bunnies and stars and just make it all about that. Get me that bunny moon blanket. <laughs> I want it. You can get it, you know. I mean, it can happen. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I look, I'd have to get it from like Redbubble or something. I want it from Pottery Barn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's where you start? That's what your boy it? wants. Only the luxe stuff. You can't get any of the cheap stuff. They fall apart and like two days yeah exactly mm -hmm. so would you like to share with us your opinions of the various things we have discussed on the show i guess we'll start with uh with chibi right that's is that what we said no we start with favorite scout who's your favorite scout so my favorite scout growing up was ami I was sort of like deemed her, I guess, in my group of friends. We had a group of friends who were actually, I was the one who chose which Sailor Scout was which. So I picked Ami for myself and everybody seemed to agree because I was the quietest. Um, <laughs> I wasn't at all studious like her, but I was, in my mind, I was think I was sort of like the person who just talked away and just like gave her opinion whenever I felt like it. But now as an, as an adult, I actually do like Mina. She's sort of my favorite more lately oh. i think i grew to appreciate her and her personality what what do you like about mina and how can you defend her against chris's accusations <laughs> of no personality <laughs> i mean i know i i could see how she was like really so one-dimensional in the beginning but i think what what did it for me was um the s series where she just all of a sudden started getting all these like really cool filler episodes and i really enjoyed them and like or and even the ones here in super s for how really dragging the season is like the one that really resonated with me was when she was dating those two guys at that once and i great. just thought i was super funny yeah, yeah and i was it, in my mind it still sticks with me <laughs> so she's like she's comedic when she you know when they make her to be and it's like she is such a cool character minako actually has some really good stuff in this episode too and i have been yeah. putting together our, our roster of guests for stars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the the potential final season of this show the final <laughs> season of the anime for sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before we start back over with episode one. Oh jesus <laughs> and i have noticed there are definitely more than a couple of minako spotlights coming oh, up in those last four sure. episodes yeah, and you know it's funny like um when i 
watch stars especially as an adult you there are a lot of great episodes in there it actually is my favorite series out of the entire five wow yeah and it's kind of one of those things like you really understand better when you're older so nina like for me shown like shined really bright at least in the last arc all of them really do but um she became more more so my favorite after this after that one uh, a thing that I'm really curious about, since you said you were the one who assigned your friends their roles, <laughs> but you were you were Ami. Yes. So how did you decide who got to be Sailor Moon? I so I picked Sailor Moon. I had a friend in grade school. We're actually sort of friends still now. Um, but she was the crybaby. She cried about everything. Wow. So it was only in my mind, right, that she was Usagi. Or Serena at the time and she and I like that was it and then I everyone else like um Mako there was a tall like a really tall girl in our group so she was just automatically Mako Nina there was a girl one of my best friends till this day actually um she's such a big she's like a huge flirt um and she does have that bubbly like sort of star quality personality so she was automatically Nina and then we had a Ray like that Ray type of friend who was just mean to everyone <laughs> which so she became Ray and it was just kind of like a perfect fit um, and a new guy who like just happened to be sort of into the into it kind of you we were like all right you're automatically tixina mask too that's pretty great okay all right. <laughs> uh so what about what about uh chibiosa what do, what do you think i don't really care for chibiosa <laughs> she's not my favorite character I mean, especially yeah. during the series yeah I, I mean i was a big fan of her in the last season um that's probably where I enjoyed her the most, but everything after, before and after that, I'm not a big fan. I could do without her. Yikes. Ouch. <laughs> she sucks, dude. Uh, I mean, she doesn't, though. But, but okay. Now, it's just unfortunate just the way that the show made her out to be, because she's really not like that in the manga. So it's kind of like, I have to like just learn to accept it. How about... Uh, the Memoru Yusagi oh, Miracle Romance. So I think, you know, it's. I feel like I'm one of the only people, especially since I've been listening to this podcast for a while, that actually I'm a big fan of their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know it's probably it's a very unpopular opinion. I'm probably going to get judged for it a bit, but I really, really love those two together. And it's been like since the beginning of Sailor Moon too. I agree with you. It's super fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, if I get it, like I get why people think it's weird, um, especially now. <laughs> oh, do you? He really does look. He is really much more older than her. But like, I look. He's just a couple just, of I, years I, like, older. Honestly, I just look past it. And I mean, in the manga, he's like not that much older than her. He's like so much, so much more sweeter. In the manga, it's like three years. It's in, like three in... years. Yeah, and something like, like that. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like way more in love with her, and she's a lot more mature in the manga. So I could see how the dynamic just like makes it a little better. But you know, but I even in the anime, it's like five years. It's like not. It's oh not bad. Oh my god! People are like, oh my god, what's she talking about? <laughs> that it's a it's an important five years, buddy. <laughs> I gotta yeah, say, look, I don't look, know. But it's like, you know, when I was younger, like even when I was like 10 or 11, when I started watching this show, I was just like, oh my God, that's so cute. They're so cute. I would like, I was so obsessed with them. I had all my fan sites back in the day. It was just about them. So I was sort of on this train for a while. Like I wrote fan fictions about them. There was like this super popular website called like a Sailor Moon Romance.com. If anybody knows what, what that, but that was just like the website to go to if you wanted to like read 
anything or anything about <laughs> Usa and Mamo. So that was like the thing. But like, and like, and like the idea being that, again, it's written for young girls who definitely sometimes fantasize about a older but actually like mature and romantic guy who's not like a gross pervy disgusting guy <laughs> <laughs> like they would be in real life <laughs> i know and i can't like, point exactly like why it's just it's been like in terms of a show or i guess like a pairing it's just been when i always held to high standards but you know i think what really did it for me um even Maybe I was just on face value or on paper, just obsessed with those two because they were probably the only sort of couple at that time that was actually a couple and like not really, you know, maneuvering around it, especially in like in the animation world. But, you know, Disney aside and whatnot. But like what really did it for me was um, why well, I really, really, really loved them at the uh, I think like back in 2000, Pioneer released the VHS copy of Promise of the Rose. And I got my hands on that like. I was obsessed with it. I watched that movie probably like 20 times. And I'd never noticed up until maybe like the last 10 years that he cried when he when she woke up at the end. And I don't know if that my VHS quality or like the tape just didn't have that quality to surely show that like him crying. But when I caught that the second, I guess like second time watching it, like in my adult in my in my 20s, I was like, what the heck? He's crying. Like I never knew that he did that. <laughs> so for me i was like oh my god he really does care for her and that sort of like ignited this whole like oh my god i'm a huge fan of these two like they're so they're so cute and yada 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 <laughs> but yeah that's my spiel <laughs> look you will find no argument from sailor business that promise of the rose is the shit the shit so good i was talking to someone who hasn't been on the show in a while and she's coming back <laughs> And she was uh, un- unfamiliar with the the show when she started. And she was like, okay, I should watch some episodes to catch up. And I was like, just watch the R movie. It's <laughs> it's really good. We cried. Yeah, I made all my friends watch it back then. They, they probably didn't really like Sailor Moon that much as much as I did. But it's, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like seeing that last moment in like an HD quality, I guess, video was like eye-opening for me. So I'm like, this is why I like them, because he's he really does care about her. Though I do have to say, um, you know, when you get to the next season, I do appreciate Usagi's relationships a lot more versus than when I did back then when I was younger. So I'll just leave it at that. But it does get, she, you know, I didn't, as a character, I actually don't care for her. I only care about her when she's with Mamoru. Oh. <laughs> so it's sort of like, like my, my view of her, I know. But when I got to Stars, I actually really, really loved her more then because she just like evolves in a really nice and a beautiful way. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, All right, so uh, wait, hold on. We what about walk- other ships? Yeah, exactly. Who are your ships? Other ships? I mean, so I didn't know Cookbook was a thing until I started listening to you guys. So, yeah, if you've been on this show since the beginning, you have seen every step of the development. I know. I mean, now I mean, looking at it back now, now I do, and I notice it more, and like even in all the in all of the what do you call it like in posters and promotional photos like i was in japan earlier this year and i went to a vintage shop and there was like mercury and jupiter only posters like sprinkled all over the walls it was kind of funny and i was like huh maybe i just never really noticed this back then. <laughs> that is funny but uh, other ships i mean i really actually do like the ray and mina sh- pairing that was that so- sort of in my one of my second favorite couples <laughs> couple quote unquote 
forever, I guess. And I guess spoiler warning, but I do really like one of the relationships that didn't really happen, but happened in stars as well. So that's sort oh. of like a future thing. All right. Uh, so I quick, quick thing, quick thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a million years ago in the conversation, we were talking about the Sailor Moon blanket. <laughs> I Googled it and found it, but that accidentally led me to Sailor Moon Etsy. Mm. Okay. Where I found for $1,905, a gorgeous recreation of the princess dress. Take a look at this shit. All right. Hit me. I, I link sent. There's the blanket. Okay, there. The, the that's very good. Well, when her wings are there. Yeah. Let's see the dress. Oh my God, it's so Holy pretty. cats. Yeah. That is impressive. Two, I mean, two grand. <laughs> two grand yeah, you're paying like for this guy. Dress, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, look at the, look at the shoulder caps. It's amazing. Like, it is like a... I mean, it's like cell shaded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the shoulder caps look like they're like some sort of carved material. I don't know what. Yeah. But it's got like an intricate beading for all the circlets. Circlets? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever they are. Circles. They're circles is, they, the, is the name of that. That's what I meant. Um, very intricate. Like, it's it's really impressive. That's why I was like, I got to share this with you guys. Okay. So uh, do you want to do this show now? <laughs> Sure, yeah, man, sure. Okay, because I would like to do the show. Oh, heard of it. Have you? The show, yes. Yeah, our show. Sailor Business. Sailor Business. Oh, I thought we were doing that already. I just, Jordan, I just want to do the friggin' show. (laughs) Can we do the show, please? You're the one who controls the sound cue. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, we are watching episode 161 of Sailor Moon Supers. It is called Terror in Motion, The Dark Queen's Evil Hand. A Jordan. Yes. I want you, I want to do a little role playing. Okay. All right. I am going to be H. Reginald Cloverway. Okay. And you are going to be my lackey. Okay. We'll call him Jordan. Cool. Jordan, get in here. Hi, yes. What can I do for you, sir? This episode title has too many words. Yes, I agree. What do you, what, what should we change it to? Oh, should I just tell you, sir? G- well, give me a hint. <laughs> <laughs> play, sorry, play sir, with, sorry. Play with me in the space. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just was like, oh, I, I guess I'll just tell him. Um, okay, well, sir, let's see. Let's come up with something good. There's this whole thing that happens that the evil queen does in this episode. Okay. Like uh, her big goal for the episode. Her big goal for the episode. Yeah. Just for the episode. Not, not, not her season-long goal, but like she does try to do a very specific thing. She tries to get out of a mirror. At the, in the first three seconds of the episode. But I'm talking about like for the entire plot of the whole episode. Don't. There's... Give Just one me thing. any shit. We're role playing right now. <laughs> oh right, right. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, sir. You're right. But I was thinking more of something. I shall brook no insolence, or I will have you killed. Okay. Well, you're just my employer, so you can't have me killed. I run this town, Jordan. Which town is that? The town of Cloverway. 
What country is that in? Clovania. <laughs> what's the what, what's the title, Jordan? I'm done with this bit. Let's move on. It's called Day of Night. <laughs> Day Day of Night is actually not a terrible title. Yeah, it's not a good title. I mean, no. <laughs> if we're really gonna get technical about it, no, it is not a good title. It doesn't mean a lot. I mean, like, I feel like you could go you could go simpler on this and have done better. Like Darkness Falls, done. That's boring, though. Yes. Oh, you're right. Day of night. So exciting. <sighs> Why? Why do you want to argue with me about everything? Uh, Day uh, of night is I'm trying to cool. help you become right. Okay. <laughs> right. So anyway, day of night. Day of night. A.K.A. Terror in Motion, the Dark Queen's Evil Hand. A.K.A. Coming Terror, the Dark Queen's Evil Approach, which is what Wikimoon calls it. What what is a what is terror in motion? I I'm just I don't work for Viz, buddy. <laughs> so let's let's do the thinking of Mr. Viz. <laughs> I don't, I don't sorry, know. The sorry. plan is in motion at this point. In this episode, the plan is in motion. Things are moving finally. That is at least true. Yes, I'll give you that. Written by Genki Yoshimura, directed by Nuria Sasaki. The animation director for this one was Shigetaka Kiyoyama, all people we are familiar with. The original air date was January 27th, 1996. It's almost Valentine's Day. No, that's not a thing. Valentine's Day? <laughs> Jordan, it's almost going to be able to very Valentine's depressing Day. evaluation of your life up to this point. No, no, no. We celebrate Valentine's Day, but it's almost Valentine's Day. You don't have to decorate your house for Valentine's Day. You could. But you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to decorate your house for anything, Jordan. It's fun and whimsical. Let's let's try this. You, Chris, you don't have to decorate your house for Christmas. How <laughs> dare you speak to me like this? <laughs> On my own show. <laughs> it's our own show. It's my own show, not too. You, not when you talk like that. It is Christmas time right now in real life. It is. It's very much Christmas time right now. Oh, Jesus. Did you have your tree up yet, Jordan? No. Lauren, do you celebrate you know, Christmas? Yeah. You are being drowned out by Darlene Lover. Can I hear a word? Say that again, yeah. We actually put our tree up last week after Thanksgiving. Nice. Before Thanksgiving, so we were extra festive. Your tree went up before mine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mine went up on Friday. We might not put up a tree this year. Well, why, not? why not? Well, because of Darian walking around. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You have a like D- Darian can walk now, and so you have like a little two foot tall person. You don't want you don't want edible glass right at high level like us. <laughs> have like those Charlie Brown Christmas trees like on your coffee table, maybe. That's true. That's I true. also have one of those. <laughs> you have two Christmas trees up. We we bought a very small silver glittery Christmas tree for the dining room table. Nice. Yeah. Is it one of those ones that like is pre-decorated or do you have to decorate it? No, 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 no. It's just a it's just a tree. We have a lot of ornaments, oh. obviously, because we are good people. <laughs> do you have a Sailor Moon ornament? I don't. I actually don't. And if anybody wants to direct me to a good Sailor Moon ornament, I would definitely appreciate that. I think it would be great. All right. So the show. Let's talk about the show. Oh, that. We have Queen Helenia, 
And she's doing that that Arthur meme that everybody likes. The Arthur meme? Yeah, with the with the he's a oh, he, the he hand. gets mad. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, does yeah, the yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's that exact shot, but it's Queen Helenia. And she's mad because people are taking a real long time to get through Sailor Moon supers. I don't think that's literally what she says. She is like, why is this season so long? No. I just want to murder this horse, right. which is literally what I was telling you before we started recording. <laughs> that's accurate. No, she does not want to murder a horse. You are the Zirconia, and I'm the Nihonia. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I am not. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Chris. Who failed to get the files to Jake for two weeks in a row? I mean, look, yes, that is a that is a total that is a total zirconia move on my part. Thank you. That's me going, Jake, edit the show. <laughs> Jake's a Jake is Jake's a palapala, I think. <laughs> I believe Lauren, it. I don't know who you are in this <laughs> metaphor. I apologize. It's okay. Well she's the she's the the person of the week who may or may not have Pegasus inside of her, except we all know she doesn't. No offense. <laughs> but there's no, but there's, look, I do not doubt that Lauren has beautiful dreams. That is true. <laughs> but there is no person like that this time. No, we not can, this we episode. Can spoil that right up front. No monster of the week, no victim of the week well, in this one. Shit is moving. There's like a <laughs> hundred victims. Yeah, I was about to say it. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> there's a monster too, but we don't actually get like the standard monster fight like this episode is really good because it breaks away from the formula anyway we'll we'll get to it so nehalini is like hey i have been trapped in a mirror for quite some time i would like to not be trapped in a mirror forever can we get a move on here wait horrible middle manager is that what she's trying to do is that the point of what she's doing no right like what's her end goal do we know yet yeah she wants she wants to get out of the mirror and because she can she can blanket the world in the darkness of the new moon and and why does she want to do that like if she can get out of the mirror she can do it effortlessly right so the end goal is to to darken the world yes why just to rule it she has a vendetta against sailor moon they're gonna get into it in the next but okay not, not yet, yet yeah okay. almost there so yeah basically in this episode in this intro she's like oh my god you're so incompetent <laughs> zirconia like everything you do is wrong and your people suck they can't even beat sailor moon and they can't even get the shit done i could do it in a fucking heartbeat she pushes her hand out of the mirror with great effort great effort but then the light of the world hits her hand and starts uh destroying the darkness inside of her and that's a problem. Yeah. So if you were wondering, is Queen Nihilinia a Dracula? Yes. Essentially, <laughs> yes. And she says, oh, how vexing. This is like a metaphor for the whole season where they're like, hey, here's Queen Nihilinia. Her design is really cool. She's a Dracula. We're just going to put her in this mirror and not talk about her for like 30 episodes. Mm. Chris, mm? enjoy it anyway i'm being positive i'm being positive because i actually do like this episode so so she is very upset she's highly vexed uh she's like oh god damn it i just if i could just get out of here so then she activates something they they do something yeah she does a thing (laughs) 
very big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a it's like such a big thing that it's one of those things where it's like this is one of those why don't you start with the sword situations <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for for like Voltron and stuff because it is very much like wait you could have done that the whole time and you just didn't cool <laughs> now lauren did you pick this episode or did we assign this one to uh, i think i was assigned this one okay so you 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 did not you weren't like i gotta talk about these spiders <laughs> i still don't get these spiders <laughs> we don't see any spiders right no we I... see a lot of spider webs oh, yes because <laughs> sailor moon sailor moon does whatever a spider do no it's a completely new concept. <laughs> I still don't get it because it's not even a thing in the manga when the equivalent of this season. So it's like, all right, let's just put this element in and just roll with it. If you remember a few episodes ago when we saw uh, Dreamland be destroyed, I, I, I don't remember if we called them spiderwebs at the time, but we were definitely like, what the fuck is going on? Like, did they spray it with stuff? Like, and the answer is yes, apparently they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she just kind of goes like, you know what? I have an idea. Let's fucking turn off the light of the world. Uh, spiders, go. <laughs> yeah, and which is, which is great, which I love. That is such a cool image because it's inherently scary and it's something we can all get. Like, what if there was a spider web that we couldn't even see being formed over the city that was going to block out the sun? It was going to be that big a spider web. That's scary. Okay. Um, is that scary? Yeah, I mean, first of all, before I say anything even remotely brave, let me start by saying, if I see the smallest spider in the fucking world, I will scream. <laughs> so spiders are inherently very scary. Um, But like we just said, we don't see any spiders in this episode. No one in this episode sees any spiders. <laughs> we just see spider webs just appearing everywhere. Uh and the idea that a spider web could be so spider webby that it blocks out the sun seems kind of preposterous to me. Really, Jordan? <laughs> that yes. that's what seems preposterous to you about this show? Yeah. Okay, cuz it's about it's about teens who fly. They they only fly sometimes. Yeah, they, they only fly sometimes. <laughs> Very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> uh, I actually think that's really cool cuz we don't see spiders. We just see evidence of spiders. Which is a very good horror setup. Can I sit, can I sound like a dummy for a minute? Yeah, go for it. It's uh, yeah, uh, it's been 161 episodes of that so far. There you go. I was setting you up nice. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was not so long ago, like probably a year or two, when I learned that cobwebs were spider webs. Oh, you didn't know? No, for some reason I was like, no, those aren't. There's no spiders on cobwebs. Like those are just like. It's just like dust that like clings to itself or something like they don't there's no spider involved in that. And later than at some point relatively recently, somebody was like, no, those are no, that's you're wrong. They are from spiders. I was like, what? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we join a B plot that is already in progress. Hey, it's your favorite Ikoku. I do love Ikoku. We keep thinking it's the last episode she's here. I know. I was about to say she made her appearance yet again. <laughs> She's hanging in there. Hanging in there. Kenji gone. Super gone. Chibius is gonna run a marathon. <laughs> oh no. No, she is. She's gonna run a long distance race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably not an actual marathon. Probably not a 26.2 mile race, no. But she's gonna run a race, and if she wins, 
Usagi's gonna get her whatever she wants, which is normally what would be the plot of an entire episode. In this one, it's wrapped up three minutes. Love it. Let's keep it moving. Also, but here's the thing about that, too. That's like such a fucked up plot because, oh, hey, yeah, run this giant race against a gazillion other kids and I'll buy you something if you win. Yeah. That's... How, do, how do you plan on parenting your kid? Jordan? <laughs> I guess if you want them only to care about winning, like Jesus Christ. What do you care about? Chris, it's all how you play the game. Mm. Uh, in the words of the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. it's not how you play the game. It's how you win it. Oh, well, that's the opposite of what I said. So they must be right. Yeah, Th- they're the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> they have more hit records than I do, but I've done more successful comic books than they have. Well, they've got more rhymes than the Bible's got Psalms. So <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> so they're better than the Bible, too. Great. Uh, look <laughs> as a as a semi-professional bible podcaster yes <laughs> how many listeners did we just lose <laughs> <laughs> they can they can go listen to my bible show it's this but for the bible it's called apocryphals plug 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 so, so chibi usa does well oh wow we really are blasting through it um uh, are we because it because without looking it's been like 40 minutes <laughs> Yep, 42 minutes. Yeah, but we just so started the episode. Anyway, yes. Point is, she does not just do well, she wins. The, the scouts are watching the race. You're right, it's a very long race, though, because they're watching nowhere near the finish line. They're somewhere... Ami brought a book. <laughs> Ami brought a book. <laughs> That's how long it is. Like, they're watching, Just they're just watching, they see Chibi run by and are like, oh, cool, all right, so anyway. Should we go to the finish line? Memoru's at the finish line. Let's go play <laughs> video games. <laughs> makes sense to me good parents speaking of how i will parent it won't be like that (laughs) you say that now i don't really like video games so there you go i'll read comics totally different Mm, okay (laughs) uh so memo's memo's not feeling well he's he's, oh he's got some get a little bit of that he tripped Wait, wait, hang on. Can we just talk about the fact that when the scouts are walking away, they have like an extensive conversation about how they don't like to run? I love this is a really good <laughs> Minako part because they, they're like, yeah, I don't really like to run. And then somebody's like, Mina, weren't you on the volleyball team? Didn't you have to run all the time? And Mina's like, yeah, I mean, I can do it. I just choose not to, <laughs> which is peak Mina. And then, like, they all kind of chime in, like, yeah, you know what? I don't really like to run either. And I'm just, like, sitting there going, why are we Why are we all talking about our feelings on running? Um, especially considering we do see them run pretty regularly on the show. Yeah, but that's in, that, that's, that's in pursuit of superheroics. And they have magic powers at that point. Presumably they would never get tired. Wait, have we ever seen the Sailor Scouts get tired? I mean... Like as when they're Sailor Scouts, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Usagi's falling asleep at some point. <laughs> mm. uh, Lauren, mm-hmm. would you like to take us through this next scene? Yes. So this is when at the finish line, right? So she's heading to the finish line, and Mama's there. She wins. Diana makes an appearance too for the first time in a while, at least in my viewing, and. He sort of keels over and it's like, okay, and is in pain, but says that just basically saying that, like, oh, I tripped, don't worry about me. Let's head to the arcade now. But it happens when he hits the spider web. 
Yes. So when he touches the spider web, it sort of like hits his chest and he's like, yeah, keeling over and he's like, what's wrong? Nothing. I just tripped. (laughs) Now, I don't remember there being an explanation for this in the episode. There is not. There's not. And that's the thing Like with this. It's kind of strange how because it's really they're really targeting him. Um, in the manga, it's sort of like because the earth is starting to become polluted with all of these weird things, I guess, in the whatever the equivalent of a spider web would be in the comics, mm. it's affecting him because it's the planet, his planet is being again polluted. Right. So feeling like every inch of pain that is starting to sort of like insert itself into what he's supposed to be protecting. So that's kind of like my take on it, um, why he's feeling the pain more than other people who are just sort of running into it. And it's just like flying away with them. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, we, we literally just saw Ami walk into one and she yeah. didn't even notice. Yeah. She didn't feel anything, but he's feeling it more so because he is the Prince of earth. Gotcha. That's a good theory. I like that. That is such a really good, like super heroic touch that we have not gotten in the show thus far. <laughs> I, I like it's it's a really good bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Yeah. So, like you said, they they head off to meet them at the um... parlor, right? At the at the fruit parlor, because that's the thing they say they they're like, let's go to Crown. And at, at first, I assumed they were talking about the parlor. Or they at Crown? Is the Crown and the parlor two? They're two separate places. They're the well, same business. Same they business. both are called Crown because right. it's Crown Arcade and it's Crown Fruit. Yeah, and it's the same family, because Unazuki works at one and Motoki works at the other. I don't think they're in the same building. No, that's that's what it didn't seem like to me either. Yeah, but they they definitely are, like, they're they're close enough. They're they're like in the same shopping center, I think. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I think they're close enough together that they are, like, they're relatively close. Because we've seen, like, Unazuki has, like, gotten a ride before. Like gotten yeah, a ride home from the game true. center, but but they're not well. Whatever. So 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 they're playing video games, and Ami's like, guys, like we're gonna, we should probably go. Like they're gonna beat us there, and they're gonna be upset. They're getting some real virtual fighter in in this episode. <laughs> I wish it was called God Fighting. That would be good. That's a great name for a fighting game. Tm tm tm. Oh, you just you just tm'd it. Wow. Yeah. So so Yusagi's like, Ami, you worry too much. And then she looks at her and goes, oh, Ami, you really worry too much. You have a gray hair. You old hag. Which is weird, because as we know, Ami is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ami's immortal. She's alive a thousand years in the future, Jordan. Well, they all are. Yeah, Everyone is. I know. I don't know. It's weird to imagine immortals getting gray hair. That's all. So, well, listen, don't worry about it. She didn't get a gray hair. It was the spider web. Yes. Which doesn't really look like a gray hair. Which, again, I think is a really cool little bit where it's like, oh, where are all these spider webs coming from? I think it's set up really well. I like how they keep mentioning, oh, why are there spider webs in this season? I didn't realize that spider webs were a seasonal thing. Because Ikuko said that, too, in the beginning. That's what my wife said. And I... I was like, well, I don't really think of it that way. But that being said, if I walked outside right now and saw a giant spider web, I would probably be like, oh, because it is winter. Like, I probably wouldn't have said it like it's not spider season, but it's not spider season. (laughs) (laughs) Like they go away for the winter or they don't come (laughs) out certain points of the year. I mean, right. Yeah. No, but like bugs 
go away in the winter unless you live someplace like North or South Carolina. Oh. <laughs> in which case, the uh, the change in weather is usually not severe enough to kill all the horrible things. <laughs> and then even further south, you just get more bugs all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yuck. My worst fear. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so uh, they finally go over to the Fruit Pallor. Uh, we get a very good Unazuki appearance. And Chibi yells at Usagi, because she's like, hey, you told me you were going to buy me whatever I wanted. What I wanted was lunch at the Fruit Pallor, and you clearly went to the arcade. It's a very acute, like, continuous shot of her just doing that, too. Apparently through the entire meal. Because she is doing it as Usagi's paying the bill. Like, (laughs) what? Do you think... Do you think she hasn't already eaten? Like, I figured Mamoru just got her the food. Or, or I mean, Usagi it. pays the bill, yeah. so I assume she was waiting. Okay, all right. Speaking of Mamo paying, he's paying the price. For walking in the spider webs. Yes, yeah, so leave a message and I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> Reference. Hey, who's that little gray cat he's, he's carrying? We've, we've already talked about how this is a rare Diana appearance. <laughs> Did we? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think he's always like holding her so delicately too, and it's like not necessary, but he does anyway. Where are her parents? Yeah, they can't. They can only remember one cat at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. uh, That Diana refers to everyone by their future names, so she's always calling uh, Tibius a small lady. I think Mm. it's pretty fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Unazuki's like, "Why are there so many spiders?" I have I have killed five spiders today. They keep coming back. And then the girls start to notice that it's getting dark outside like, because the these otherwise invisible spider webs are becoming so thick overhead that it's beginning to blot out the sun. That's so good. That's scary. <laughs> like it again, is. I no it, it is, sure. I just I just don't buy it. I don't buy that you could look up and be like, I'm looking at the sun. Well, you're not, don't look at the sun. I'm looking at the general sky and I can see that the sun is up there and everything, but it just is all dimmer than normal. Like, I just don't. Yeah, but, but spider webs are hard to see. Like, th- that is their function. To- totally. I guess then I just, I mean, listen, I'm going to say, then how many would there have to be to actually dim the sun? And the answer is a zillion. And I think by then you'd see them. It's yeah, it's like a but it's like a giant screen door. You, I can where, see like, a screen you can door. see through it. You'd just be in shadow, <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to tell why. Mm. Jordan, I can't believe you're. I can't believe you're resisting this so hard. Listen, it's fine. Don't worry. When they wake up tomorrow morning, it'll all be different. <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, guess what? Helios what? is still tied up, naked. What? In his spider webs, just as the as the day he was born. He always was. As he always was and always will be. (laughs) No, sometimes he wears clothes. Mm, Sometimes he's a horse. I've never seen him wear clothes. You have, when he turned into a person that one time. That was a flashback. No, when he kissed Chibiusa, almost. That was in her imagination. (laughs) Okay, all right. Real life, real life Helios, straight naked. (sighs) And that takes us to our act break. Is that early? It's a little early, but it counts. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Do you wear shirts to work? Uh, Oh, yeah, a couple. (laughs) 
What an answer. <laughs> do you wear jackets? Sometimes, yeah. Well, it's cold now. Oh, then yes, definitely. Do you like to decorate your jackets? So that they, they, they're not just like basic out of the closet jackets. They get a little bit of extra flair. Sometimes I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a great way to decorate your jacket is? I think I have an inkling. That's right. It's with the 2019 Sailor Business pin. What? Designed by Katie Donnelly. The Axari pin. That's amazing. Folks, they're here. Uh, Jake has them. They arrived uh, at, at the Sailor Business Distribution <laughs> Headquarters, a.k.a. Jake's house. Uh, and he's going to be sending them out. If, if they're not already on the way, they will be on their way soon for everybody who is at $15 when the month changed over on Patreon. And, and everybody who's going to be at $15 going forward is going to default to that Axari pin. Uh, if you do want the tennis ball pin, just let me know. If you don't have it yet, we, we still have them. So don't worry. But uh, how, Jordan, can you get that pin and also help support this show? Oh, do both at once? Well, I was thinking what you could do is go to patreon.com slash sailor business and become a patron of the show at the $15 a month level. Uh, Then the pin will be uh, whisked out to you as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. And you don't have to support at $15. Well, not if you don't want the pin. You can support as little... That's true. The pin is for $15 and above, but at $1, you are supporting the show, and we thank you so much for that. Uh, It makes it worth it to stay up so late at night (laughs) to do these shows. We do them at night now. I'm so tired. Uh, But at $5, you get access to bonus audio and additional content, like the uh, expanded Dan Scrolls uh, PDF for Xena Warrior Business. Uh, Get well soon, Dan. We have bonus audio, like outtakes from the show, and you encourage us to do other things. Like right now, I think we're above $1,000, which means you got some singing to do. We're not. We're not. We're not? No. Okay, well, one day. One day soon. We'll get back there. We've been there before, and we'll get back there. We've been there before. We've been to that mountaintop, baby. But you know what? Like, uh, this is a really great thing. Uh, These pins are super cool. Um, I don't have mine yet but hopefully I'll have mine soon and I'll start wearing it. I have mine. Yeah, I know. Why didn't you send me one? Well, I assume Jake would send them. <laughs> yeah, you send them to someone else to have them send them to me. Got it. I mean, look, I, I <laughs> kept two. I kept one for me and one for Aiden. If she wants it, I'll send you one if you really want it. But I mean... I'll, I'll, ask, I'll, ask, Jake. I'll ask Jake. I think it's important for the patrons mm-hmm. that you get yours when they get theirs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In what capacity is that important? And I get them first. <laughs> right. Okay, very important. Oh, look, they, I only got mine for... I got mine when everybody else got theirs last last time with tennis balls. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah. They just okay. happened to come to me first this time. <laughs> don't, be, don't be weird about it. Now, Lauren, do you have a sailor business pen? I do not yet. Ah, but you will. But I will. I plan to get one. Yeah, and thank you, Lauren. Because that means you're a Patreon backer, just like these very nice people, like Megan. Thank you very much, Megan. Uh, like, actually, Megan looks like, I believe Megan's our only new patron for the month. Everyone else is just, uh, we've got a lot of upgrades. Well, thank you. Listen, all you upgrades, thank you as well. Yeah, thank you to everybody who's upgrading. Uh, I will say, if you are international, it does cost us $16 to send you the pen. <laughs> So maybe keep it going for a couple months. 
Yeah, that's that would be very nice of you. We, that would be would nice of you. And that would not just be you gaming the system and costing us money. Otherwise, thank you to all our international backers. You are wonderful and we love you. And thank you to all our domestic backers as well. Jordan, would you like to do a question before we go back to the show? What? I was not expecting this. Yeah, I know. I, for some reason, keep asking you. All right, let's let's give it a shot. Um, scroll, 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 scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yes, there's a lot of scrolls here. No, I was scrolling. Sorry. All right. Well, here's a big question. <laughs> okay. I love big questions. Uh, Chris, uh, our friend and friend of the show, Amanda Lambda Power on Twitter asks, Oh, uh, love Amanda. What two or three things would you change about supers to make it less bad? <laughs> uh, no horse. No horse at all? There's no plot. Yeah, there's a plot. What is it? It's the same plot as every other fucking season, Jordan. Bad guys show up and do bad shit. But, like, they're all involved in the... They're looking for the horse, man. They could be looking for any... They could literally be looking for anything. We how, Have you not put this together? From, it's a MacGuffin, Jordan. They just look for shit all the time. Uh, I don't know, man. Plus, how would, uh, how would Sailor Moon defeat the bad guys without his extra powers? She could get powers from literally <laughs> anywhere. I, I hate this. I hate this. Do you have any Lauren, other? Lauren, do you have a suggestion yeah, yeah, yeah. on what could be changed? I would not have this whole Chibiusa relationship thing happen at all. Oh, yeah. Like, you could still have Pegasus in to an extent, but I would not have this like sort of weird thing going on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guys, guys, I have a, a crazy question mm-hmm. that just makes me think. What if the season was revised so Chibiusa is communicating with the soul of her girlfriend? Saturn? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that would be, like, fine. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a plot where they're trying to rescue someone. Like, mm-hmm. I think a season-long rescue arc is fine. Especially if it's someone who can, like, you know, reach out like project their soul or their essence or whatever and give them like new powers like access to new stuff saturn would actually be a really cool character to do that with because we know she's mega powerful she's trapped in that baby body (laughs) she is currently trapped in a baby body like dark side was for a minute so so listen it would still be a problematic relationship (laughs) yeah but you know what i think it would be less problematic (laughs) oh jesus christ more believable than this one. Oh, too many games with each other. <laughs> so it's better to date a baby than a horse. <laughs> better to reach your soul sister than. <laughs> Lauren, any other suggestions for the season? Um, I mean, I wish they followed the manga more than creating their whole se- a whole separate storyline that's what i think they should have done because then everyone would have a lot more depth to them like mamaru and the amazon quartet and even chibiusa she's a lot more tolerable in the comics than she is here what uh, what chapters of the manga are these um i'm not sure i'm sure i know no i'm just wondering because i know i know they were making the show and the manga at the same time right like i wonder if the manga was done by this point it was a lot short. It's definitely a lot shorter than all of these episodes, but I'm not sure. And it's funny because I know Naoko Takuchi was very like upset with the way some of her 
stories were being handled, just kind of like why the Luna movie happened. It's because she finally got her say into into that. But I think like especially with R and with Super S, it was sort of like out of her hands and it evolved in a different way. So <laughs> definitely not like an all. That's weird because R and Supers are very bad. Very bad, yeah. And she, she, I remember in like her little panels in like the old school like Tokyo Pop um, mangas, like she would have her little author's note sections, and she would just write how like, yeah, she was like passively aggressive, saying that she just didn't like the way some of the episodes or like the seasons turned out. So let's see when when did the, the this episode came out? This episode came out in January of ninety six. Uh, you know what? In fact, actually, let me go back. When did the season start? Because I found I found the list of uh, episodes. And Dream One uh, was Act Thirty Nine, and it looks like that came out uh, September sixth, nineteen ninety five. That's pretty much the exact same time, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my list of of three changes. Three changes that I think you immeasurably improve this season. Well, wait, hold on. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, no, it's reversed. March fourth, nineteen ninety five, is when the first episode of Supers came out, meaning about 50,000 episodes were out before the first chapter of the manga that the season is quote unquote based on came out. But they couldn't catch up basically. Yeah. 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 You ready for, you ready for my suggestions? Yeah. This is a big revelation to me. I I thought this was interesting. I guess you disagree. Yeah. Like, like, like they hadn't wrapped up the mistress nine and Pharaoh 90 stuff in the manga yet. By the time this, these, these uh, anime episodes started coming out. But anyway, let's tell me the three things you change. Skip the trio. Okay. No horse. Okay. Use the extra time to develop the quartet more. Because the quartet, I think, are good. I like the quartet. They're fun. But they need, like, characters in the way that, like, the witches, or most of the witches had characters in the way that the Spectre Sisters. I mean... Which I think are, like, like, the Dark Kingdom, the Spectre Sisters... And the first three of the witches are our favorite villains because they're the ones with characters. I feel like even the Amazon trio has more character than the quartet. No, I I, I agree with you. And I feel like that's a character we don't need. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're a creep. They're a weirdo. No, these girls have a lot more substance to them. It is unfortunate that they didn't get the story that they deserved because they're so you you know like you know what because they are sailor scouts in reality so it's kind of like they got the short end of the stick with the way this season played out yeah like they're so like even in this episode like just these like much like alan and Anne, yes they're just these (laughs) shitty kids (laughs) like these little assholes i don't care just go away already (laughs) yeah i think they could be really fun all right, we ready to get back in the show? Yeah. Oh, also, there's one more thing that is introduced in this episode that I think should have been used way more often in What's this that? season. That's we'll that. get to it. Um, I, again, I'm sorry. I, my mind is just still reeling from the fact that the anime ended before the manga did as well, like all of it. Like, but at this point, the anime was leading the way and the manga mm-hmm. was following behind. That That's crazy. Like, I never thought that. Well, I mean, the, you know, the same thing happened with the X-Men cartoon. What? Yeah, dude, the X-Men cartoon was doing Phalanx Covenant at the same time as the comics. And then Age of Apocalypse happens on the show before it happens in the comics. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. And like, I mean, obviously I knew about like, you know, Scott Pilgrim. I know about Game of Thrones passing its source material by a bunch. But yeah, I didn't realize that was the case with Sailor Moon. But yeah, looking at the release dates. It's it's very weird that you did not know this about the X-Men uh, cartoon when I wrote about it extensively immediately before you hired me write, like hired me and Chad. I didn't to do read our, our X-Men comic. Every chapter of your thing. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. All right, let's get back to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh before we oh, oh, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Lauren, <laughs> I did not mean to interrupt you with the music. Please continue. <laughs> No, I was about to say, it's interesting, Jordan, because like lately with all the new shows coming out and the manga is not finished, they actually don't animate until the manga catches up. Oh. So it's kind of reverse, like at least with the ones we've been watching, my like my fiance and I are watching a bunch of new shows and it's like they have to stop mid-season because just the manga is not done yet. So that they could like create a whole 20, ne- 20 new episodes just to, like again to catch up. But in this case, it's like they wanted to capitalize on every single episode of Sailor Moon and to sort of keep the franchise going. So they were like, we're not going to wait for you. That's kind of like my what I've been observing, because by the time Stars came out, it was like the ratings went super low. It just adds like a whole nother layer to me to this whole fact that so many people say the manga is better when it, on some mm-hmm. level it's like, yeah, but they didn't have the manga. <laughs> like they I'm sure she was like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. And they were basing yeah. it on that, but they didn't know how she was going to do it. And sometimes she was mentioning in her notes or author's notes that like they didn't like half of the things she was trying to just to, to show or to write. Huh. So they, that's why they started making up their own things, too. Crazy. So it's, it's a little interesting. There are a lot of creative control drama behind the scenes, I feel, with her and with the production that was happening. Nutty. All right, let's do it. <laughs> And we're back. So you remember how I said mm-hmm. there this episode rules except for two things. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get the first thing that sucks right here. Is it horse? Uh, we we do get a look at, at the entire city of Tokyo, particularly the Juban district, covered in spider webs. It looks fucking rad. Yeah, that part was cool looking. It's so good. I don't like it's so weird that you are having such trouble buying this premise. So I think it's really good. No, but no, when I see this, this is what this is what I'm saying. Seeing spider webs, then I go, yeah, okay. I can see them. I can understand the idea. It's when they're like looking up, going like, oh, it's like the sun is dim and I see nothing. I'm like, okay. Like you'd see spider webs if that were the case. No, but you can't see spider webs. We're looking at them right now. They're very difficult to see. They are, they're easy to see in this scene. Um, when there's that many of... Mm. Okay, so it's a real... They're turning Japan into a real spider island. Oh, everybody gets Spider-Man powers, like in the Spider Island event that Marvel Comics did in the Amazing Spider-Man series? It's a real spider getting. So it's lots of alternate reality Spider-Mans, like in the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, so there's a there's a current <laughs> Marvel event called Spider-Geddon where there's a character named Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's absolutely true. Lauren, do you know about Spider-Man? Oh, I don't. Spider-Man is a bunch of spiders <laughs> who are in the shape of Peter Parker. Yep. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, that makes me want Sailor's Moon. <laughs> Uh, is she's it... like a mecca piloted by a bunch of sailors okay i for a second i was like is it sailors in the shape of the moon because that's weird that's <laughs> in the shape of uh some some hard 
hard riding sailor man's just uh-huh. in the shape of a 14 year old girl whose blood types so. now would it be real you want it to be like actual sailor men rather than like a gazillion schoolgirls in sailor uniforms I think it would be important that they were actual nautical professionals, g- g- irrespective of gender. <laughs> okay, okay. I think. I do want to say that. Like a, like the crew of a ship, and the ship is Usagi. It's funny that you say that, because that really makes me realize I don't think I've ever seen anything depicting a female sailor. On one of those ones where it's like, oh, a zillion, they, they hire like 50 people to go on a boat. Like, I don't remember ever seeing any of them be a woman. Is that still a thing where they're like, no, you can't be a woman on a boat? <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty sure that women do serve in the Navy. No, I'm not talking about the Navy. I'm talking about like like commercial, like when they go out. Listen, I don't watch any of these crab shows where they go out and do crab stuff. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, you, look, you got me. I don't watch crab shows either, my man. They're, they're supposed to be popular. So there you are. Okay. Uh, not sure either. <laughs> uh, anyway, point being, here's the thing that sucks. Pegasus is like, Hey, Chibiusa, here's what's happening. They're going to do spider stuff to Tokyo. And the, the, just like they did to my world. And it's going to be bad because they're looking for me. So I'm just going to go away forever. Yep. You guys are that great. This is so annoying. And then he doesn't go away forever. No, 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 no. no. Listen, Chris, I, I, I hate him too. But him saying he's going to go away forever is the bullshittiest bullshit in the universe. He's literally like, yep, they found me here and they're going to destroy this entire planet. So I guess I'll be going, which is super fucked, uh, especially. And then and then she he, she's like, I'll, I'll help you. I'll just ha- how about we help you figure this shit out? And he's like, that would be too dangerous. I, I want to protect you by leaving you to the darkness and destruction. <laughs> no, you're a piece of shit. This is why I don't like it. It's because he, he's like constantly testing her. <laughs> And he's he knows it too because he's like he just waits till she starts crying for him to be like okay okay wait i'll just stay sorry <laughs> or not even apologizing there he's like forget it all that what i said we also get a lot of reaction shots of this fucking horse looking incredulous which yeah it's the same you plot. know what bless <laughs> them for drawing it but it's oh boy it is a hell of a thing it's... anyway this this whole scene is bad. She literally it's, holds on to his crystal and is like, I'm not going to let you go! And it's romantic, except it's not. It's so not. Yeah. So Pegasus does not leave her. Oh, also, also she points out his uh, the other, she's like, also, do you remember that you were like, if I believe in you, I'll never leave you ever, no matter what, and now you're fucking leaving me? Like, what the fuck? Okay. It's so bad. He, like, he's just, like, toying with her. <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit. Okay. But then we immediately go back to this episode ruling hard because all the the senshi go out into this spiderweb ass covered Tokyo and they're like, oh, shit, it's getting real. And everybody's <laughs> hair grows by about 12 feet. What is going on with Ray's hair? Ray's hair is like venom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is Ray, reaching out. Ray, we gotta we gotta go get the we gotta get the Demon Circus, Ray. It is insane how big her hair is. Also, did you see Venom, Jordan? No, Jordan, I'm gonna blow your mind. Please, Venom's really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Venom's super fun. Highly recommended. All right, maybe I'll try to see that then. 
I, I don't see a lot of movies right now. Lauren, Venom, thoughts? I haven't seen it yet. I actually heard it the opposite. I heard it didn't get that many good reviews. Oh, no. It's, there is a line in Venom that made me laugh so hard, intentionally, that I started crying in the theater. You went to a theater and saw it. You don't even like going to theaters. I hate <laughs> going to the theater, but I had to see it for my day job. Oh, yeah, sure. Duh. Yeah. Had to do a lot of writing about Venom this uh, this past couple months. Anyway, yeah, Ray's hair is 12 feet long and blowing in the wind. So is Minako's, but Ray's is very noticeable. In addition, Ray is, uh, Ray is a fucking detective because she takes one look at the entire city covered in spider webs and is like, I sense an evil presence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, <laughs> then Usagi, by the way, this is a real budget conscious scene because it's just like still drawings that's being panned over. Oh, yeah. But I still kind of dig it. And then we get this really dramatic picture of Usagi and she's like, then we got to fight. Fuck yes. Let's do this. Now, okay. Why don't they transform into Sailor Scouts right this second? Be- so Because they're like, you know, it'll be way more dramatic <laughs> if we do this in a, in a minute or two. He's having like moral issues with herself like i can't fight these people it's the same thing i mean they really should transform right when they decide it's definitely the enemy and we're going to go fight them right after seeing all those piles of people just like with their mirrors sticking out speaking of being fucking detectives this is where i think it's it's uh makoto goes hey is that circus the enemy's home base oh because ami like uses her computer to like calculate where they're coming from guys and it's like it's that way and it's like oh you mean that giant fucking evil tent a uh, guys yeah come on yeah so then we get a great scene with the quartet where they're literally just dragging stacks of bodies wrapped up in spider webs <laughs> and uh who is it who's the red one is that sarah sarah i don't remember Vesves. one of them june june Palafala, it's one of them. And she goes, uh, what what does she say? It's very funny. She goes, hey, where should I put these? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, Now, this did make me wonder, why why is it that the Sailor Scouts are awake and no one else's? Is it Sailor Scout power, which is a fine explanation, but they don't go into it. They don't talk about the spider webs are also going to sap people's energy and make them pass out. Like these are just all these people who are not awake. Well, they've had their mirrors knocked out, too. Because oh, so you think they were screaming until they got their mirrors knocked out? I mean, presumably, like, they were just, okay. you know, wrapped up in spider webs and having a real bad time, and then they got evanescence orbed. Wake me up, wake me up inside. In this episode, they name a bunch of the other orbs, and it made me wonder if the evanescence orb is just one of them. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it they is. the others don't have evanescence orbs. What yeah. is evanescence again? What What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We looked. I looked it up probably the first time. Let's let me look this up again. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, this is about the ban for other uses of evanescence disambiguation. Uh, it's a noun expressing the notion of ephemerality. Oh, okay. So it's a, a vanishing or fading away uh, orb. <laughs> yeah, a vanishing orb. They could have just vanishing orb. I don't know what that's a reference to. That was a, I was going to say, that's a deep cut for anybody out there. That is a reference to Vanishing Girl by Dukes of the Stratosphere. Nice. Very good song. Um, whoever is the pink one, that's Sarah Sarah. Palapala's blue. I know yes, that. You're right. Vespes is red. 
Okay. Sarah Sarah's one. Nice. Who's the pink one? Sarah Sarah. Sarah Sarah. Okay. Uh, she's sitting on a pile of dream mirrors, which is extremely funny. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And the whole bit is like, yeah, the ones we haven't checked go in that pile. <laughs> so there's just these children gathering up all these corpses. And they're in their civilian clothes, too, which is very funny. They're also and concerned because there's so many mirrors that if they have one of their monsters eat it, it will give the monster an upset stomach. Yeah. Well, they're going to give it to all the monsters. Oh. So all of yeah. them are going to get an upset stomach? Yeah, because there's so many mirrors. Tokyo is very large. There you go. There you go. So here's the thing I like. So Usagi's like, what are you doing? Because, you know, there's all these dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> deadish. They're only and mostly Sarah, Sarah dead. goes, we're doing our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very fun. I love occupational supervillains. And so now, again, I, I guess the implication here is that mm-hmm. Usagi remembers these girls. From, was it last episode or two episodes ago? I assume she remembered them from when they went to the circus and saw them performing. I would not assume that because when they worked with them at the graduation thing or at the coming of age ceremony, they did not go, hey, you're those girls from that circus we saw. That's because this show doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because like she's very much like, wait, but you couldn't do that. And then they transform in front of her and Yusagi is fucking flabbergasted. Yeah. Even though they literally were like, it's definitely the bad guys doing this. The bad guys are in that building. We are now at the foot of that building and we see these girls doing the thing that we're talking about doing that the bad guys are always doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they transform and she's like, what? Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit's wild. Serious denial. She's in. Uh, so this is great though, because all of the quartet, right? They get out their billiard balls. Cause Usagi starts running at him. Like with like Usagi starts running at them. And so they shoot her with their billiard balls, but they all stop and they are deflected by an unseen force. Which is great. What's the unseen force? Uh I assume the unseen force is fucking destiny. It's like, I guess it was meant to showcase like that she has some sort of power and it was able to deflect it like so fast, but they don't really mention anything about it or she doesn't either. So she she gathers up her will. Well, no, the quartet's like, yeah, we're just going to throw all these people out with the trash. And Usagi goes, unforgivable. And then the shit is on. Fuck yes. This is Sailor Team No Theme. A rad ass song written by Naoko Takeuchi. Wait, what? Lyrics by Naoko Takeuchi. Now, here's the thing it is only out of respect for Jake by God Mason that this has not been playing in the background of this entire episode, by the way. Okay. Put it, take it away. I mean, they, okay, they kind of get away. But we get we get all the transformation sequences. No, right? I'm saying take the song away. Take the song away. No, I love the song. It's too loud. I turned it down. Not to... What if I turned it down a little more? Eh. 
Listen, I wish I could take it away from the episode. I thought it was terrible. You thought the song was terrible? I thought the use of the song was terrible. I did not spend a lot of time judging the song on its own. Listening to it now, it seems fine. But I didn't think it fit the episode at all. First of all, because it starts with this like horrible, uh, jarring uh, thing where they're playing the beginning of the song over the beginning of the transformation, and it sounds like crap. I thought this was cool as shit. Oh, and then I thought the the tone of the of the of the song didn't fit what happened at all. Like they're keeping these these beats where things are happening. Like uh, I can't even remember what the fuck happens, but like because um, right now I'm caught in twenty thousand years of transformations. But like characters are doing things, and like there's kind of some like wah wah moments. But there's just this like blah 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 blah, blah and it's like wait, what? This doesn't fit at all. Like why are you doing this? That it, that is, my, I thought this was like as good as Clash of the Ten Warriors. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't care for the song going over the fight at all. Wow, Lauren, thoughts? I I didn't get that vibe either. It was kind of just yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. I thought it was so cool. It had the potential. Maybe if it was all, when all the scouts say Ashakia. Yeah, ag- no, this is what I'm saying. I agree. If you point to any moment where something happens, I will probably be like, yeah, that was great. I wish that song wasn't playing because I feel like it would have been better with the normal music. Wow. Wow. I, I loved it. So one of the, one of the things that's going on here is the, the quartet are like, why do you want to punish us? We're just doing our jobs. And then Minako goes, Oh, they don't get it. We're gonna have to punish them real hard. Yeah, like that's and again, again, all of it's these. It's so fucking good. These are great beats that I thought tonally the song undercut. Uh, you know, they have this bit where they shoot little tiny pellet balls at them, and they all are tripping. But there's this weird, like, <laughs> feel good about yourself music playing, and I'm like, what? This doesn't work. I didn't think this was like feel good about yourself. Like, it sounds like. Like a song from a later Rocky film. Yes, no, you're right. Pump yourself up for a fight, and and they're literally tripping on marbles. Yeah, but then they, like then Usagi almost gets her arms torn out by a voodoo doll. Yeah, which is not a, a training montage for Rocky either. Oh, I guess I guess the fight wasn't as big as they they're trying to make it out to be. So it's like it's it feel for me at least it feels a little out of place that they're trying to make this a big showcase you know you know what your, your your rocky analogy is very apt that is the tone of this song and if eye of the tiger is playing while the heroes get voodoo dolled up in the air and get their backs start like snapping from people like pulling on their arms out that's not eye of the tiger i'm like wait what why are you playing eye of the tiger during it's this? not it's not eye of the tiger it's not a training montage look let me tell you something they're not indestructible okay they better get that straight is that a line from the song or something what jordan there's no easy way out there's no shortcut home for these sailor scouts i'm guessing this is a translation of the song no it is from i believe rocky four okay now you're doing rocky four god damn it that's the only one i fucking go look it up uh sailor team no theme is the name of the song uh, I did find it on 
uh, on SailorMusic.net, where I also discovered there is a Sailor Moon Supers Christmas album that we're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's a good album. Uh, where Ami sings Jingle Bells. I'm trying to see if there's a translation of Sailor. There is. Oh, can you send it to me? I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, you, you just want the translation of the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, here you go. I'll drop this in the uh, the old chat, the old chatterbox. Oh, nice. Sailor, Sailor Music, of course. I should have gone there first. Yeah. I ask you, Shooting Star, this time, drown this guy in love, sweeping him away. <laughs> the moon is full as much as I cry. Wait, what, Nothing what, ever changes. It's all right. That's Naoko, that's Naoko Takeuchi as hell right there. We must raise our spirits. We must go into battle. The thunder sounds and the flame blazes. We have the boldness of love. That's biblical. Yeah. I, I, like, uh, I don't feel like the music fit the episode. I just don't. I'm sorry. You know what I feel like, though? Uh, what? Fuck yeah. This is so good. This is so good. You are both wrong. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That song rules. Uh, okay. Let's see. Do I have, I'm trying to think if I have it. I had to go digging around for it, so. Because I have a lot of the songs from Sailor Moon. I just don't know if I have that one. No, I guess I don't. So as previously mentioned, Palapala uses a heretofore unseen power where she captures Sailor Moon's soul in a doll and starts to manipulate all the scouts and threatens to tear their arms off. Yeah, it's she uses her control orb. Yeah, but fortunately... Yeah. And this honestly is like my ideal memory appearance. Because he like roses the the voodoo doll, and then he shows up and he's like, you know, like, oh, don't do that to my future wife. And then he goes, oh, but I'm dying. <laughs> and then he can't do anything else. He goes away. Yep. Does he go away? Well, I guess he does. Dang. He calls them she devils too. Yeah, he does really call them little she devils. <laughs> and then, like, so I am like watching this episode tonight. I was fucking pumped at this point. Oh, that's disappointing. No, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I am disappointed, because, like, then, the next thing that happens We is, see that they got uh, Mario. I'm sorry? <laughs> Mario gets his mirror back. <laughs> like, Mar- like, Mario the plumber? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I'm at uh, 2027. All right. Where, where do you... St- okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. There he is. He's 2031 here on oh, Hulu. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that is Mario. That is cl- that is definitely baby Mario. Who's <laughs> like Mario? But that's it. Yeah, it sort of ends on a weird note. Well, yeah, because then Pegasus shows back up because they have this thing where it's like, oh shit, we're having an eclipse. We're not supposed to have one. This oh, is the right. dead moon. Like the, this is what they you know this is what they've been prophesying all this time, and then Minako's like, we can't let him get away. Let's go. And then Pegasus comes out and he's like, no. Stop. Don't do it. Don't go do more action. The end. Um, no garbage. But like, uh, oh, and also there's that beat where, again, I, I, I think Usagi remembers them from the, the other thing because she's literally like, I can't believe those girls are our enemy. Yeah, she does. I think you're right. Like she is her her power of friendship is like working against her in this episode because she's like, wait, what? I thought we were friends. 
Pegasus literally says, you must not head for the dead moon right now. Yeah. And then I'm like, shit, we do have four more episodes in this season. Four more? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, dude, it goes up to 166. Like, yeah. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> that's that's five more episodes. I like how he just manifests, and that's like when they actually can see him and talk to him like he's never been there before, sort of speak. You know? Wait, so like, so so they didn't see him every time he shows up? It never it, they never made it seem that way. It seems like now it's like he comes and says not don't go and they're actually like okay, we won't go then. <laughs> so that's the episode wait, wait, and I guess that's Is that the second thing that was terrible? Yeah, is that the action is starting <laughs> and then Pegasus shows up and goes stop all this fun action and rocking hair metal. <laughs> that was not hair metal. It was hair metal. What do you think? This is like, uh, uh, oh God, what was the name of that really awesome song from uh, Crystal? Moon Pride? Yeah. Yeah, the theme to Crystal is the shit. Well, the second theme is also just as good. Oh, is oh it? yeah. I heard oh. the second theme. Favorite, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> Maybe one day on this very show, I'll hear <laughs> that second theme for Crystal. What? JK, it's going to be pretty guardian. Uh, so let's talk about what we learned from this episode. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Lauren, we will start with you. What did you learn? from this episode of Sailor Moon. <laughs> I learned that spiders are seasonal. I didn't know mm. that before watching this episode. That's true. That's true. I learned that it's more acceptable to date a baby than a horse. <laughs> That's what you learned from this episode of Sailor Business. <laughs> but, but we were only talking about it because, oh well, no, I guess it was the listener question. All right. No, it's fine. Gosh. It's fine. All right. All right. What, what did you learn, Chris? Uh, I learned that Jordan has a lot of ideas about spider webs. I just thought they, I just thought they were dust that like formed. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know how I thought that happened. Like that dust is blowing around and a bunch of them like touch each other and they're like, oh, now we're like linked up. That's cow. <laughs> I'm just talking about how you're like, why is the spider web blowing oh, right. the sun? That's my that, that You're right. You're right. You're right. So, again, I, except for the Pegasus, like, literally, except for the Pegasus stuff, which I am super uninterested in at this point, I thought this episode kind of ruled. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's, like, a weird little B-plot, and it goes away immediately, and then it's all just, like, it's all just, like, end-of-season action, let's do this. Yeah, it is nice that it's, like, finally sort of, mo it's moving in a, in a way where it's very, very much more action-filled, and you still have... The formulas of like the the you know pegasus and chibi you said before it but it's kind of it's finally like moving and helenia is like acting upon it now so it's getting more exciting that's for sure yeah absolutely but i will say i i do think it is hurting the amazonas quartet that they don't have characters at this point for sure there, it would be nice if we got some development for them because yeah. they they showed up in this episode and I was just like oh they're not gonna like learn anything or anything like because again at least the at least the trio felt bad at the end yeah or at least if, grew a little bit if we had gotten the same kind of episodes with them where we just see them like actually kind of being bad people for a while then I think that would that would make them work a little bit better because we could be like wow they really are terrible. <laughs> Like we did with uh with uh uh Nephrite. No. Sure, yeah. Not Nephrite. Yeah. Who am yeah, I? Malachite. They're really solid villains, I guess. Like they don't really mess up. Kunzite. Kunzite, sorry. 
<laughs> All the eights. Yeah. <laughs> I could not think of uh, Kunzite's Japanese name. Of all the things to change. These girls are still rock people. They're just rock people from space. They're mm-hmm. just big rocks. That's the thing people. about this show. Lauren, I think we're done here. <laughs> Would you like to tell everyone where they can find you online? Should you wish to be found? The only uh, social network I'm pretty active on is Instagram. So um, you can find me at Instagram.com slash Lauren.Victoria.Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S. That's pretty much it. My Everything else, like my business and things like that are there too. So shameless plug. Cool. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You could find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bevy of podcasts that you should check out all of, assuming you have podcast listening time. Because there will be something you're interested in. That's how many topics he's got. How about you, Chris? I also do a bevy of podcasts. You can find them by going to the-isb.com. Uh Also... You can go to your local comic book store and you can buy Infinity War Sleepwalker. We're changing the Marvel Universe and how it works. That's true. Archivus is uh, is in existence now, who I love. She's my favorite character we've created. Nice. Uh, so check her out. And also, the uh, it's Christmas time now, as we all know. Mm. Oh, gosh. Which means that you should be getting the X-Men Christmas special when it comes out this December. Because uh, Chad Bowers and I wrote a story in there. It's called the Merry Xmas Holiday Special. Merry Xmas. No, I'm sorry. Merry Merry X-Men Holiday Special. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, And we've got a story all about everyone's favorite, Jubilee. So go read it. Yeah, it's super fun. In fact, it's super, super duper fun. And the rest of the book is also super duper fun. Yeah, I'm Uh, really looking forward to seeing what everybody else has done because I haven't I haven't actually seen everybody else's story i just know about how ours went but there's so many really great people involved in this one kelly thompson is in it claremont the mont is back 25 holiday stories about the x-men many of which are about jubilee (laughs) only five yeah i guess it's only five it's only four actually no no it's it's five the last one's technically billed as an arcade story Oh, yeah. Well, sure. You're right. Anyway, go get it. Uh, It would mean a lot to me if you would go pre-order that from your local comic book store. Uh, And I'm sure Jordan would also appreciate that. I mean, it's kind of a bit late to pre-order it at this point. (laughs) FOC has not happened yet, has it? Oh, yes. Did we get through FOC? Oh, yeah. FOC is right after you send it to press. I thought it was... I thought When does it come out? What day? It comes out... Uh, one week and one day from our recording this, so oh, it well, comes then, out. I guess go three days. It. Yeah, <laughs> you should have pre-ordered it. We have been talking about it a while, but go get it, please. Assuming this episode comes out this week, which it probably will. Fingers crossed, Jake. We love you. If I uh, if look if I get the files to Jake, that is all we're waiting on. Then yeah, it'll be out. Uh, in fact, in fact, when you listen to this episode, if you go f- look at my Twitter. I am planning to tweet out the December 1st comic, the December 2nd comic, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th building up to the release on the 5th. So when this comes out, either on the evening of the 2nd or on the day of the 3rd, you can go to my Twitter and see at least a couple of the uh, the shorts. All right. G- give it away. Only a few days worth. That's how we get you.
Anyway, that's enough uh, comics plugging. This is Sailor Biz. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much. You've been a delightful guest to have. Thank you so much, you guys. We'll have you back next time. Yes. Looking forward to it. Because next week, theoretically, <laughs> we what's the what's the next episode called? I already closed it. Next episode, the Viz title of the next episode is The Source of Darkness, Dead Moon Circus. Well, spoiler. And until then, <laughs> keep your mind on sailor business. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Sailor.